Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> yeah, that stupid sound bite is just not going to work. <laughs> be killed tomorrow by drivers playing Pokemon Go anyway. <laughs> oh. Okay, you, you can... Oh. Anyway. I'm going to let it go. No. I'm just going to let this go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheer up. It's not that bad. Right? God, cheer now up. Is depressed. <laughs> I don't know, it might be that bad. That may be the worst intro to our show that we've ever done. Right. <laughs> I don't know. See, you know, I that that intro that that was made specifically for our show just does not wanna come up. It's kind of bumming me out. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, I was I was trying to do some long spiel about how uh the media is all negative, and we're the uh, the positive spin, and there are still uh, quite a few heroes out there. But uh, that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much done. But we are Heroes 101 Radio. Welcome to your portal to a little positivity and good news. So uh, I'm uh, Spectre, the guy from New York, and with me, as ever, is my lovely co-host Rock from San Francisco. Good evening. Good evening. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> and as ever on the night on, on the night boards, oh man, on the sound boards is Nightbug, not Soundbug. You know what? Stop. <laughs> can we Stop just start over? <laughs> right. Can we, can we have a do-over? <laughs> okay. Now oh. Play it before we're live, she says. <laughs> Maybe it'll work, she says. That's a lot of what she said. And, uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, wow. we're, we'll get to that later. I'm sorry, Spectre. Go ahead and bring us in. You you, you know what's going on. Yeah, so so we are Heroes 101 Radio. And uh, as uh, we tried to say at the beginning there, that didn't work out at all. <laughs> we're, we're trying to uh, lend a bit of positivity and optimism to a world where the media, oh, man, is the media negative. And, you know, I, I suppose you could say quite rightly so. There are some... Uh, pretty uh, miserable and downright terrifying things happening out there in the world but on the other side there are some some true heroes out there and when we say heroes they could be uh, they could be people pulling kids from a burning building they could be people just doing uh, little things in the, in the world around them to make the world a better place and, and those people still qualify as heroes in our book um, so last week to recap for those of you who didn't listen into last week's show you what are you doing? Uh, why didn't you listen in? That's really disappointing, and uh, I think you need to try harder. Um, but if you didn't listen in to last week's show, we were talking about a thing called Project Hope, um, which is a movement that's been happening for several years now, in particularly in San Diego, originating in San Diego around the time of Comic-Con, 
to feed and clothe and generally provide for the homeless community in San Diego, which is a huge homeless community down there. Uh, and we had Razor Hawk on, who, who's one of the founders of that movement, um, talking about how it all came to be. Uh, but Hope was last weekend, and uh, my, my lovely co-host and, and Berg on the soundboard uh, were both down there. So uh, Hope again, right? Right. Right, and we're still tired. I think we got in a little past midnight last night, so it's uh, as as excited as I want to sound, like, whoa, I I apologize in advance, even though we don't believe in disclaimers. I'm going to put a disclaimer out there that we're we're a little tired from the uh, 13-hour drive and the insane, it was insane. It was a little much, and especially when you get to my age, that was a little much for one weekend, but it all turned out really well. It's just right now we're kind of paying the price and feeling like we're jet lagged. You got that hope hangover. That's, you know what? That is a thing. It's, hope over. It's a wow. <laughs> wow. Come on. Uh, okay. Come on. Yeah, hope hangover. The audience likes it. He's in charge of the audience, so of course he gets to say that they like it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's hope. It happens every year. The struggle is real. Seriously, it's you come back and it's this whole big high all weekend long from Friday to Sunday when you leave. But this one lasted till Monday because we left yesterday, and really it um it can take its toll. You know, it's it's that post vacation blues thing, which is a, a true thing as well. That that's out there. Yeah, it really is. And so we're, we're going to be basically deconstructing the whole weekend of Project Hope and talking about some of the. Uh, crazy shenanigans and, and interesting characters. I, I just cannot wait to get onto Hip Hop Trooper, but in a second. Um, but for those people... That's what she said. Yeah, oh, really. Sorry. Hip Hop <laughs> I mean, yeah, my mind was blown, and, and you'll find find out what the hell I'm talking about in a minute. But uh, if you want to chat to us tonight and share your own experiences of Project Hope or just... Uh, just tell Rockenberg how awesome they were for being there. Uh, you can call in on 347-326-9827. That's area code 347-326-9827. Or you can talk to us in the chat room if you're one of those shy types who doesn't like talking to real human beings and likes to hide behind a computer and troll us. Uh, you can do that, too. <laughs> that's, that's all good. Um <laughs> So exactly. Project Hope, you know, I guess has been going. How many how many years is this now? Uh, you know, it started in 2010, but that wasn't the official. As as Razor Hawk, who uh, is one of the people who founded it, um, says that the actual real startup of Project Hope was um, 2011. So this is the sixth uh, Project Hope event that we've gone to, and wow. we we did we did take a picture because there are only six of us that have gone to six years um, in a row. And, uh, in fact, uh, several of those people have been, uh, every one of the six of us has been um, on this radio show at one point. So six years, yeah. Wow, very cool. And who are those regulars out of interest, if you don't mind uh, naming and shaming? Sure. One of them is is one of of our absolute favorite people ever. Uh, She's been on the show several times. Um, just doing great things for the world is uh, Denise Misfit um, Messino. She is uh, she is one of the original six, um, as is her husband Greg, also known as the White Scorpion. Um, 
also uh, Nightbug and I, and the two people who started it back in 2010. Uh, that would be Razorhawk, Jack Bernati, and Mr. Extreme of the Extreme Justice League. So we got a picture together. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That's a, so, uh, that's a lot so, of hope. So six six years of of regular hope goers. Um, how many people were there on the first year compared to this year? Has it grown enormously? Oh my gosh. Okay. So in 2010, when they started it, we, and the idea came about because they uh, there were about seven heroes back in the day, real life superheroes, and they're dressed in the real life superhero gear. And um, they thought it would be really cool, since they were all going to be at Comic-Con, to load up a cooler with water and just a few essentials, like some granola bars, et cetera, and go out and drag that cooler around to um, this homeless encampment um, in downtown San Diego. And they did that because they knew that the homeless were being pushed aside uh, because of Comic-Con, just like big cities are wont to do during major events. They don't want the eyes of the the visitors to see, you know, homelessness and and just anything less than you know beautiful or stellar out there. So, which is like what they did here in San Francisco during the Super Bowl. Uh, but those guys went out and did that. So there were seven of them that first year, and then um, the second year it grew to 35. Um, the third year it grew to. Um, Gosh, 60, 60-something people, wow. and then 55. You know, it tapers down a little, but, yeah, it's uh, – I remember the one year, the initiative one, I think we had almost – I think we had the most people, and that was like 60-something people. So so from seven people to 60-something, that's, that's exponential growth. That's, that's fantastic. That's what she said. Oh, my <laughs> God. You know, that was the theme. This, this is what you get. That was a theme this weekend, and I'll I'll tell you why in a little bit. But but yeah, we'll get to that. So sixty something people were were they all uh, Ninja Batman or were, were some of them normal? Sorry, right, that was you know what? Slightly sarcastically. No, that's wonderful that you do because you know we have a big thing about dudes when you and if you're a new RLSH and you're listening in, drop the ninja outfit drop the batman outfit okay if you can't afford i understand that some bug was telling me well i started kind of like that too you know it's all you can afford at first if that's all you can afford don't go out yet wait until you can afford something better or create something better i'll admit i'll admit even when i went out the first time i wasn't wearing all black there was red there was black there was green but i wasn't i wasn't trying to hide I wasn't trying to sneak around and, like, wait for someone to beat up from the shadow. Yeah, and the whole Batman <laughs> thing, don't do the Batman thing. If you're listening to your RLSH and you're pissed off because I just said that, too bad. 90% of the community will tell you, don't do the Batman thing. You're not Batman, period. Yeah, we're not wearing there monkey pants. Right? <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, a lot of them were, uh, most of them were costume, but I'll say a good, you know, um, there's, there's usually about five, six, seven people who aren't wearing costumes, and that's fine because we completely appreciate their help anyway. You know, they're still out there sweating like we are. Um, so you can come whether or not you're costumed. Cool. And uh, so so just, just to kind of backpedal there, you were talking about the uh, the whole deal with, with the fact that San Diego Comic-Con, I, I don't know the facts, but to me, San Diego Comic-Con is probably the biggest Comic-Con on the planet, and and obviously attracts 
tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of, of tourists for, for for good reasons. I mean, it, it looks awesome. Um, but as you say, it, it's uh, the, the fact that the homeless are, are almost kind of uh, swept under the rug to get them out of the public view is, is pretty, you know, is pretty poor from a, a human level. Um, and and I, I would imagine that, that most people going to San Diego Comic-Con wouldn't, you know, wouldn't, um, wouldn't wouldn't identify with that method you know most people would but probably actually want to help the homeless and uh, and would want to be involved so do, do you find that um well i suppose question number one is do you find that the the, the people going to comic-con um how, how do they react to you and also do, do they want to get involved as well and start helping out you know the sad thing is that when they you know it's hard number one it's super hard to score a ticket to Comic-Con. Anybody who's gotten a ticket in the past few years knows it's just getting ridiculously hard to get one because as soon as they go on sale, they sell out within, somebody said it's even, it's, it's not even minutes anymore, that it's under a minute. So that you have to have like, yeah, it's, that's kind of ridiculous, that you have to have three or four phones going uh, at once with friends on them trying to score tickets for your group. So, um, number one, when you, when you go through that much trouble, plus they cost a ton of money, and then you have to go through, you know, getting lodging. If you don't live there, and most Comic-Con goers don't live in San Diego, I think I saw stats somewhere that said, you know, the majority are out-of-towners, of course. And, um, he, you know, when you go through that much trouble and you plot your day out to, to meet up, for signings or for sightings or for panels and such, really you're, you're not paying any attention to um, what's going on outside of the con. So you, when you see a, a, a person experiencing homeless, you tend to turn a blind eye, you know, because that's what people do most of the time anyway. You tend to turn a blind eye and um, that's, that's, that's usually how people work. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what Bug's doing behind me. It's always a little distracting. Oh, I see. <laughs> that, that's it's like a hundred in itself. Yeah, it's like a hundred degrees in the in our little studio. So right now, he actually just started up a fan. Kudos to you, Bug. Um, but but to answer your question, we've had um, Project Hope on. There's a there's a site, a Facebook site, put on by James Hay. He's great. He will take everything that's happening outside of Comic-Con, you know, off-site events that's happening during the whole weekend, and he will list them with a calendar. It's all very organized. And that's for people who either can't get into Comic-Con or want to do something, you know, outside the doors of Comic-Con to supplement their, their whole experience. We don't get a lot of people coming in from Comic-Con to, to help with the homeless outreach. Because like I said, They've already got an agenda. They've already spent their money. They are. They just want to, you know. They've got their tunnel vision. They're focused on what they want to get to during the weekend. I don't right. think that moving the homeless out is. I, I just think it's a big waste of time and resources. I say keep them where they are. If they want to be near the convention center, that's fine. I think the better thing to do would be to have people around the area making sure that no one gets harassed, the homeless or the Comic-Con goers, but yet, you know, there's a fairness to both that, that yes, we can go about our business and, and not be um, aggressively panhandled, 
And yes, the homeless can stay where they were and not be bothered by either the authorities moving them or the people going to Comic-Con. So I, I just think that criminalizing the homeless anywhere speaks volumes about how our society needs some big help. So to answer your question, um, no, people really don't pay that much attention to anything other than that, what they're there for. Right, yeah, and that's an interesting point. And, and I must admit, I I actually personally find the big Comic-Cons even a little stressful because there there is so much, you know, there are so many different tracks and people you want to see. And as you say, you've invested a lot of money to be there, so there's almost this... You know, this obligation of, uh, you know, I've got to line up all these things to get my money's worth. It's like Disney World, right? You want to you want fast pass here and then get in the line for that one. And, and by the end of the day, you realize I'm not actually having that much fun. This is more like work than, than actual recreation. And uh, um, so, yeah, I can definitely understand people being uh, a little distracted and, and not uh, not focusing on what's going on around them. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, whatever time you would spend to do Project Hope, is going to take time away from whatever activity that you, you know, like I said, if there's a panel that you wanted to go see, then you would definitely have to make your way to Project Hope and back. It's just, you know, I wish we could get, if we got one big celebrity there, then, you know, it's a twofold thing. You get to say, dude, I did a homeless outreach event with, you know, any one of the Avengers, whatever. You can say, I did that. That's amazing. And and the homeless would benefit. You would, Chris Evans, who I'm I'm thinking of. I'm like I would love to get Chris Evans there. You know he'd benefit because it would just show him in a more humanitarian light. So it's just right. just getting the one person that'd be fantastic. Where we saw him. Yeah, we were driving and Bug swears we saw him in a white Corvette next to us on the freeway. But then oh. you know, um, yeah, Chris Evans. Yeah, we thought we saw him right next to us. So and we wanted to make sure it really was him. So we weren't crazy, but by the time we tried to catch up with his car, it was long gone. So, yeah, I'd like you say when you look at the uh, the the, the um, sorry the press that, that Chris Evans and Chris Pratt got when they did that whole thing of um, going around kids uh, children's hospitals in full costume as Star Lord and Captain America. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that that was so much fun. They had a blast, as you say. It gave them some really good press, just showing that they're decent people as well. And and genuinely helped out people. If if we could get more of that involved in Project Hope, it would be a, an awesome thing. Right. The first person, the first one, the first celebrity, easily recognizable name, is going to change Project Hope. The first person that comes out will change Project Hope because it'll be on the map after that. It'll be like, oh, well, there's this thing. Nobody knew there was this thing before. So, And once you get a big-name celebrity like that, you can always use that you know, on your resume for the next person going, we got, you know, Chris Evans here. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think We're we working. can get uh, Ryan Reynolds in on that. I think, he, you know, he's done some cool stuff. I think he'll do it in the Deadpool costume. So he'll kind of play it down. No one will know if it's really him, but but we'll know. And uh, Yeah. yeah. Well, I, De- Deadpool would fit in really well as well, I think. Oh, dude, it'd be perfect, right? Oh, yeah. Here's Here's – and and Jack Bernardi, who happens to be on a bus riding home now, I I think he's able to hear, but he was not able to call um, on the ball on the bus. Um, and he's Razorhawk, one of the original um, founding uh, members of, of Project Hope. Uh, he doesn't know this, but I I am going to take between now and next year's Hope, and, and it's my goal to get one 
celebrity there, one big, big-time celebrity. So if we get a big-time celebrity going next year, I'm telling you, Spectre, you should come because that oh, would man. be a great, great time. Just, Count me especially in. depending yeah, on who it is. I, I could be so, that celebrity for you. You could. You could be Deadpool could be and not tell guy. us that you're not really, you know. <laughs> there you go. The so, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, talking about, um, the, the, I guess, a day in the life of Project Hope, um, we talked about some regulars who were there from, from the, the good old days, six of the original seven, which is pretty damn cool. Um, anyone new that you encountered this year who was, who was you know, a Hope, a hope virgin? Dude. Yes, there were. We got uh, somebody, and I know he's in the chat room right now, so I'm going to call him out and tell him, hey, you should call in. Oh, he was. Oh, 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 maybe he logged out so that he could call in because we asked him, hey, join in. Um, I won't mention him until he calls in, but uh, there was there was definitely um, there was definitely our share of virgins there this year, but one of them in particular, Crimson Fist, He's been around the hero community for years. In fact, we went to visit him three years ago on our Nation of Heroes road trip tour. And he was originally from Atlanta, Georgia. And he's been on TED Talks and the neighborhood really knew him. And he recently relocated to, to Los Angeles. So he came down and got to meet people that he's only seen online for the past, you know, six, seven years. So he was one of them. Uh, another one was uh, we had kids that have never been there before, which is really cool because children can come. There are enough of us out there that it's not a dangerous situation. We we keep it very safe where we patrol. Plus, there are so many of us for protection. And uh, and then there was uh, why why are you calling in, dude? Uh, anyway, if he does call in, there was a. Um, new guy who was on our show, Impact, um, was there. And he got to come out and meet. He's a member of the XJL, so he got to meet his teammates um, and actually patrol with them, you know, that night. Pretty awesome. Yeah, and you know what? Talking about celebrities again for a second, and I, I don't know how much other people would geek out about this, but the XJL posted a photo. You can see it on their Facebook page of the whole XJL team with um, the cast of the Impractical Jokers as well, which to me, you know, that was a big enough celebrity. I would have, I would have geeked out. To right. See, that would have been cool. Oh, and speaking of. Um, we've got him on hold. I was just mentioning impact. And if anybody else is on hold and wants to speak up, just please press the uh, pressure button. Let's see. There we go. And there he is. We know who this is. My good? Yeah. That's what she asked. Yeah. Well done. Hey, impact, welcome. Can you hear us, impact? Yeah, I can. It's funny because my girlfriend and I were listening on the computer, and it's coming in at two different times. So when I called in, yeah. I was hearing it faster, and then it, like, threw me off. So I'm here oh, now. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. good. That's what she That's said. Oh, God. Uh, before we, yeah, it is, right? Yeah. Before we, before we go any further, Spectre, I think, I think we ought to let you in on the whole bath what she said thing. Oh, because please. I'm dying here. Because you're like, so what the, the hell? So it's a joke that came about from the show The Office. Yeah. 
Like, okay. no, like 10 years ago they started. Oh, wait, we're, we're skipping past that part. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's what so, she said. Oh, God. See, okay, so we're we're right at the beginning. We're um, trying to get all the uh, – there, there, there are backpacks. There are like 200 backpacks that we have um, pre-filled. Some are pre-filled, and, and some we still have to fill ourselves. And they're filled with essentials for the homeless, like, uh, you know, like toiletries, um, like, I don't know, um, hats, sunglasses, sunscreen, toothbrushes, toothpaste, et cetera, plus um, non-perishable food items and such. And we're, we're getting those together. And when we're kind of starting an assembly line, this was right at the beginning. We had just started. We just set up a table so that we could start doing this. And somebody said something, and uh, there were two people next to me, um, and someone said, that's what she said. And I believe Impact was one of those people. No, I, I came in after that. No? Okay, so it was, there were two people. Because I was setting up the barbecue first. Oh, you were, were. Was it you? It was. Maybe. I think it was Bug. It might have been Bug and our new guy, Doc Mystery. Anyway, the, somebody said that's what she said. And then within another minute, you know, just uh, there was another that's what she said. And I went, you know, and they were so good. Whatever they said was so funny that I, I went, you know what? It's a death match. Bugs like it, it, I said we gotta have a we gotta have a that's what she said match today a contest and Bugs says it's gotta be a death match. So um, it started there and we started letting everybody know hey uh, we're having a that's what she said death match and I'll be damned if that was we like didn't the second get something thing anyone said to me when I showed up. That's what she said. Well, or the death match. No, that 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 there's a there's a contest going on. Like that was like the first. You're like. Hey, so good to finally meet you. By the way, we're doing that's what she said contest. I feel like you'd be good at that. Oh, that was me. <laughs> yeah, that's that what you said me. to me. Like the first yeah. thing you said to me. <laughs> so, you know, it, we all devolved into 12-year-olds. And it was, I'm telling you, Spectre, you know, I've heard those that's what she said forever. But they had some of the best ones I've ever heard this weekend. And, you know, some weren't very super heroic, but hey, they were damn funny. So that's that's, that's what she said. Oh God! See, you know, but so, so I heard that uh, at the descent, Nightbug is going to be posting the best. That's what she said on our Facebook page afterwards as well, which uh, oh, I'm intrigued man. from from the chat room. Oh, wow. from the chat room, they're not funny in there. Yeah, they're not funny. In there. You guys are for, well. We're we're challenging you, chat room people. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> the probably a game chat room. That's what she <laughs> said. I, yeah. No! <laughs> you know, it lasted too. It lasted into the night. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. It, well, let's put it this way. It lasted. That's what she said, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. See? Yeah, beat you to it, <laughs> See? See? But yeah, the, um, did you guys do it on patrol? Did you? Okay, stop. Did you? That's what she said. Um, <laughs> a little. A little, okay. Okay, uh, sorry, I think we we'll stop. it came out a couple <laughs> times on patrol, but it, not as much. Oh, there were other forms okay. mocking each other, so there yeah. was there was a lot of just general mocking going on. It was good. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Specter had some great um, questions uh, that he was asking regarding um, Project Hope, so I'll I'll let you get back to those because oh, those are good. So, uh, Let's let's go back to the kind of day in the life. So you guys drove for for a thousand hours across this crazy big country of ours um, down to San Diego. You get there and, and you've got a, 
uh, like an assembly line, putting together 200 backpacks, you say? Yep. Yep, 200 backpacks, and these backpacks were so cute. Some were donated. Um, I don't know where they all came from, but I know that we we purchased them, and um, some had, like, My Little Pony on them. You know, some had cute little – and people don't care. Honestly, you can give them any kind of backpack, and, and they're pretty grateful to have it. But, yeah, we started, we started uh, figuring out what was left to put in these bags, and then we, we kind of lined people up to put in one or two items each and then the bag will be passed down the line until it gets full and then it gets, you know, dropped off in a pile to be loaded into vans after. Right. And, and I mean, I guess the backpacks and the contents, they're all uh, just donated by regular people who wanted to help out, right? They're just a, a group of volunteers who just want to chip in and, and throw something in the ring. Yeah. Including a lot of, uh, a lot of, the RLSH that were um, there because it, w- what we do is we get access to the list first. And if we see that they're missing 200 socks, somebody will pitch in money and just get those socks. Or, you know, if they need Ziploc bags, somebody will buy the Ziploc bags. So whatever's left over, that's what we solicit, you know, our friends and family for. Very cool. Very cool. So, and, and then in terms of, uh, of getting those backpacks out, it's just a case, as you say, of loading them into trucks, driving to the various homeless camps, and then uh, feet on the street and uh, getting them out to the real people, right? Yeah. In fact, um, what we did an Impact, since this was your first year, it was last year was a disaster. Uh, the year that, that uh, 20, I believe 2013 was our most um, organized year. That was when we had lots of people or, you know, knowing what they're doing. We had points set up to where we, we had a ton of people so we could cover a lot of ground. And then for some reason it kind of lost its organization once we hit the streets. And last year was the worst. No one knew what, where they were going and they were going, how about we just go here? And you had teams running into each other covering the same areas, you know? So this year we, we got the uh, legacy initiative. And we've had them on the show, too, Ted and Travis. If anyone knows anything about distributing packs in an effective way on a large scale, it's Ted and Travis. Right. So yeah. we, got, we got those two of the Legacy Initiative of Utah, another um, altruistic you know, um, group. We got them together with uh, Grimm, San Diego Grimm, um, an RL, uh, XJL member who had scoped because you got to scope the homeless camps move. They could be here today, but then you go back there tomorrow during hope. There's no one, and you just wasted your whole team effort, you know. So Grimm scoped and made sure of where the camps were, and then he got together with the XJL, and they, they dotted a map out. And the XJL had brought laminated maps of the area and passed them out to each team. Um, that, that's one thing that we talked about. Uh, where it could use improvement next year because there was a lot of why weren't you at your um, starting point so that I could bring the burritos there like we discussed. There are going to be so many improvements next year that we've already discussed uh, between all of us. At dinner on Sunday night, um, it'll it, knock on wood, it'll be a finely oiled machine for anybody who wants to go next year. Right. At and, least you know, I'm I guess hoping. It's going to be an, an iterative process, right? It, it, and, you know, that's, that's probably a good thing that, that every year we're learning from our mistakes and, and, you know, just getting bigger and better. 
Right, exactly. Oh, see, we got him in on it. I hate it. <laughs> hey, do we want to add another caller to this mess? Sure. Let's do it. Guys been, uh, Let's do it. Holding a bit, but only recently pressed one. Welcome, caller. You're yeah. on with us. I decided uh, to make no. my every Tuesday oh. cameo. How's it going? I know who this is. This is Robert Frost of the Paradox Four. Welcome, sir. What's up? I saw what you guys did down in Hope, and that impressed me. The fact that you you guys just got that level of people from both XJL and other people was astounding. You know, it's the one, and I said this just today on someone's post. I said I'm I'm completely convinced that if we, the real life superhero community has, you know, there's no ton of drama, and I I honestly believe that if if we were all meet up three times a year minimum, three times a year somewhere, that much of this drama would disappear because you'd break down walls, you'd actually need each other, and there's a type of energy that happens. Spectre and Impact can attest to this, that when you get together with just a few people doing the same thing, that suddenly there's this amazing, bigger-than-us energy that connects you. And it, it's not corny. It's the truth. There's an energy that connects you when you're all doing, especially when you're doing things out of compassion. So um, I, I'm just blown away at hope. Every time I come away, I'm renewed going, you know, it's not so bad. You know, this whole community is not so bad. We do things differently, but when we get together, we get together. Yeah, it's we're not a like separated the family. What's that? I said it's a separated family, but a family nonetheless. I mean, there are going to be fights. There are going to be people that don't want to be at the same gathering. But then at the end of the day, they come anyway, and they put their differences aside, and they get shit done. Exactly. And I think, I think uh, Impact, you were saying it's family too, weren't you? No, no, I was making a joke saying that we weren't the worst thing in the world. Though a oh. lot of people <laughs> have been saying, saying recently that, uh, yeah, it is very uh, – Family like, um, especially in, and like, especially when you actually work together in person, it really solidifies that feeling of family. Uh, right. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of RLSH refer to each other as you know, family to each other, and and I and it's awesome that people feel that way. I tend to, you know, I find someone I might find be very close to someone, but it's hard for me to consider them a family member until I really get to know them. And I feel like being at Hope this year allowed me to, like, put people to that level. So, and, like, after, you know, a day of hanging out, and that's it. So I think that it really is a good thing to be having these events because it really does solidify those relationships with people. It absolutely does. I mean, you know, there are people like I won't mention any names, but there, there, there are a couple people that for some reason just really don't like Bug and I, and I don't know why we're so freaking lovely. No, no, we can be jerks too. We know, but you know, we've tried several times to bury the hatchet with this person, and they just keep wanting to bury the hatchet in our necks. But we honestly, we wanted to, and I know I spoke with you about this impact, we wanted to just offer an olive branch to these people again because hope is for everybody. It's not not about, oh, which team does does what better because we're all doing, you know, almost the same thing. You know, well, the idea is the same. 
although we do things differently. It's just some people can't see past that to want to come out and be there for the the, the greater good. The greater good. Sorry. <laughs> Hot fuzz reference for whoever doesn't know that. But That's what she said. The greater good. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> you know, we've got another caller. What do you think, Spectre? Should we take in this Let's person, too? Yeah, right? Hello, caller. You're on Heroes 101. Who is this? From the, from the 407. Can, can you hear us? Hello, 407. Oh, all right. I'll tell you what. Um, we're going to go ahead and put you back on mute. And if you want to talk to us, well, you know, here's the thing. 407, can you hear us? No? Okay. Um, we'll put you back on mute. And if you want to talk to us, hang up and call back because we can't hear you if you're trying to say something. So, um Spectre, you had a great line of questioning going on, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, so, let you. So I'm kind of I'm torn between two questions. One, let, let me ask the first one because this one blew my mind. So we, we had Misfit on last week, um, who, who blows my mind anyway because she's just a, a little bundle of awesome, like pure awesomeness right? in, in human form. Um, right. But uh, she told us about something that blew my mind even more. It was kind of blown and then it imploded back in. Um, hip hop trooper, so a red <laughs> stormtrooper it was with so cool. a giant boombox. I mean, really? Yep. yep. Dude, you, okay. Here's the thing about him. You know, cause for those who don't know, hip hop trooper is a celebrity in his own right. He is. If you Google him or if you check him out on Facebook, he brings happy. He just wants to make people smile. That's what he says. And so he is a red stormtrooper with like bling. Like a little, uh, you know, he's got a necklace. He's got this badass gold necklace that has a gold trooper in a hip-hop pose on it. It's just amazing. But um, he goes around to all these cons, and he's famous for getting, like, everybody to either dance or to, to be happy, you know, to sing, whatever, just by playing his boombox full of cool old-school hip-hop. So she got him out there um, to to join us. And... For nerds like you and I, you know what, Spectre, you would have freaking loved it. Not only does he look like the clone troopers from, you know, from the clone trooper series, you know, and stuff. He's from New Zealand and he's got the accent. It's oh, almost really? Cre- right, dude. It's creepy. It's like you oh, are. I've heard him like twice. He's seven uh-huh. and a half feet tall. He's he's totally tall. He is he's ridiculously like, tall. Yeah, he's a little tall for a stormtrooper. He's a little, yeah, he's a little tall for a stormtrooper. Actually, well, the first thing I went out, when I went up to get a picture with him, I, I said, "Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper?" It just uh, kind of gave me like this sideways look. <laughs> I thought it was really funny at the time. Dude, it was. It, but he was, he, you would have freaked out. I'm like this. I turned him twice, and I went, "You, you really are a clone trooper, aren't you?" He goes, "I really am." You know, it is. I can't do his accent, but I was like, "Dude, this is creepy. It's awesome." Anyway, yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, I loved him from 3,000 miles away. He, he made me smile from over here. So, uh, I, yeah, uh, my mind That's was blown seeing photos of that guy. Vector <laughs> <laughs> um, had, to, I got to tell you, Vector said, we got to do something like this on every patrol we go on, any type. He goes, that guy, no matter where we went, and, and Bug said this too, was that he completely disarms everyone. With, because, you know, we're speaking with Travis and Ted, and it's true. When you have a giant group, 
you know, even 10 people at a time coming at you, it's a little unnerving and people wonder, are you there to break down their camp? What do you do? They don't even care that you're in costumes, right? They're like, why are you all here? So like the legacy initiative doesn't bring out that many at a time. They'll have like a couple people at a time walking up to you. So, but with the hip hop trooper out there, they didn't care. They did not care. They were so happy you know, when they heard this guy's music and just saw him, that everyone came out to meet us, which was amazing. Man, so that that was what I was going to ask. Is so, so you guys are in full costume. You've got a seven foot tall, bright red stormtrooper <laughs> trooper with a boot, with a beatbox, uh, play, playing uh, playing nineties hip hop, and uh, and and just a ton of people with a ton of coolers being dragged down the street. Honestly, if I was homeless, I'd wonder if I if I OD'd or something seeing this, seeing this right? sight coming towards me. But well, I mean, what what is the reaction from the guys on the street? What is it? What did you get, Impact? Um, pretty positive overall. Um, you know, we'd walk. I mean, because you know, we obviously weren't in the main group with hip hop until the uh, very end. So my group got just a lot of positive reactions. Once, once people realized what we were there for, you know, we'd come to a camp, we'd see people would say, hey, we're here to, we got hygiene products and backpacks and bean and cheese burritos that are as delicious as anything you've ever had. And, you know, once, once people heard that we, were, we had all this stuff, you know, they'd come out of their tents and they got very friendly. Um, and when we met up with uh, the hip hop group, um, it just, went nuts because because at that point there was 20 people together and um you know we had our giant stormtrooper with his boombox and you know the people just started dancing like heroes and homeless started dancing together and it was awesome uh we basically had a walking dance party in the street or on the sidewalk we were being fairly safe at least um but it was really cool (laughs) robert you know what you got it. Do we still have Robert Front? Oh, he he dropped. Oh darn it! I was going to tell him. You know what? You've got to you got to think about bringing a boombox with you the next homeless outreach. I think we're going to do that next homeless outreach we do. I'm honestly thinking we're going to bring a '90s boombox with us. So I want to do that the par- too. Yeah, I was saying that for the Paradox heavy. Core because Paradox Core when they go out they're badass looking. In fact, they're a little scary, you know, but they're all cool dudes. So I'm like. If anybody could use a boombox, you know, with really cool stuff playing on it, that'd be a group. Now, that would be an awesome thing to see, Paradox Core doing that. Well, with, like, the, the Frozen soundtrack blasting out or something? <laughs> uh, you know, if you bring the Frozen soundtrack out, I think people are going to be hostile. But um, <laughs> Let it go. Let it, oh, God. We've got, we've got two more people calling in, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right, 407, you're back on. Who's this? Four seven. Do you just not want to talk to us? You just you just being the mysterious four oh seven number. That's okay. We'll just uh we'll just uh Hi, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. I've been trying to call you. Sorry about that. No worries, who's this? Uh this is Gustavo. Hey Gustavo, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, congratulations on the hope. I'm glad everything went off without a hitch. 
It did. You know, it was really, it was a lot of fun. Gustavo, you have a long last name. Do you want to tell the, the listeners uh, what your RLSH uh, community, in case they want to friend you? I'll just give them one and just go with Romero. Okay, there you go. There you go. Because I was going to go, you have that four, four long name name that, but okay, there you go. So Gustavo, Gustavo, oh, go ahead. I have the same name as my dad. That's why, and he has a Facebook page too. So we don't—I don't want to confuse people. That's why. <laughs> right? They all friend your dad. Hey, how you doing? All my so dad's friends gets talking to me for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know who these people are. Who are these people? <laughs> exactly. So Gustavo has been has been uh, just—I've seen you in the real life superhero community for years now, haven't I? I don't know about seen, but we've definitely. Talk to each other on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just chatted on there. So you've been and, you've you know, been very supportive. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And uh, you know, I heard what you said about having a hopefully a celebrity come over at uh, uh, one day, and it reminded me. Uh, do you remember uh, we had a superhero called Master Legend? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Everybody remembers Master Legend. Yeah. Okay. Well, I. Uh, this is just what I heard, but I heard he's getting a TV show. We heard that yeah. as well. Yeah, we did. So, we heard that. We heard, yeah. So if that goes off well, and you can have him on the show next year and then have kill two birds with one stone. You know, he will definitely, if that thing goes well, he'll definitely have connections, too, to, to um, you know, people that he can invite on the sh- on the. Uh, on the outreach event as well. That's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, I agree with you about the Batman outfits. I don't <laughs> think they should be wearing them on. You know, we need to get rid of this Batman outfit. <laughs> you know, I think that if they're cosplaying Batman, that's one thing. But if they're going out and honestly, because I know that, in fact, there's someone on hold that we're going to bring on who is, when you say cosplaying Batman, he's actually on the billboards at the uh, in Salt Lake City when they advertise their Salt Lake City Comic Con, which Stan Lee said is the best Comic Con, even better than San Diego's Comic Con. This guy that we're about to bring on definitely um, wears the Batman costume, but that's only for cosplay, not for patrolling the streets at night. Don't you, Travis Heitzel of the Legacy Initiative? And he's like, huh, did you bring me on? Yeah, I do, I do. (laughs) Well, hey, hi. (laughs) I uh, just got you guys on speaker. I'm I'm actually in the garage at this very moment working on the upgrade suit. It's a shame we're not on Skype. See, I told you guys. But that's because (laughs) he does all these events, and they do a lot of, his group does a lot of cosplay charity events. Um, so the Batman suit works for him, but like Gustavo said, yeah, those the RLSH who are doing Batman, they need to kind of give it up. Say, you know who? Do, you know who it doesn't look for? Who? Ben Affleck. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's what she said. Anyone needs to stop close to Tim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. So Travis was there this weekend, and he helped us more than you guys could even imagine. Like I said, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have had things mapped out properly. We would not have had 
food to give to. I mean, we had some non-perishables, but hundreds of bean and cheese burritos came from the Legacy Initiative. We did, this year, we did, we did 430 this year. We've, uh, we've produced a lot more in the past, but just uh, that seemed like a good number to go for this year. And I I'm going to shout out as well. I know uh, the previous weekend, I know Rock and you and Berg and, and, and the team were in uh, Salt Lake City with the Legacy Initiative guys doing a fundraising concert, right, a, a, a live music gig in order to fund um, a lot of the supplies for Project Hope. And, and that, I, I was jealous as all hell not being there. That looked like the best time. All right, dude, because we know you're a musician, and we know you, we, you and I have performed together. You need to come out for another thing. Because Travis and Ted, uh, they played again on the sap, um, after Hope. That night after Hope, we actually had a benefit concert. And um, they, uh, they came and joined us up on stage, so... Yeah, Spectre, I'm calling you out. Man, that's too cool. Too cool. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, for, for sure, okay. that needs to happen again. Definitely. Hey, you're fading, Travis. Where'd you go? Sorry, sorry. I was uh, I'll uh, I'll put down the project for a second and give you guys a hundred percent of my attention. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you know, Bat- <laughs> Batman can wait, dude. That's no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of listening to you guys as, as, as I'm working here. <laughs> well, you know, um, getting back to Spectre's original questions about uh, a day in the life. Yeah, we. so you, you pictured us sorting our backpacks, putting them in trucks, and then meeting up at the meeting places and then walking around. Um I I always want to ask people, and I've never asked them, so this is a good time because I know Impact was there and Travis was there. What's the worst part about Project Hope for you? Because that way we can improve it, you know, and and definitely, you know, note it and make changes. What's the worst part? Uh, today, uh, in my back. Oh. <laughs> yep, I know how you feel. Coming back. No, actually, I'd say the worst part for me was we did so many, like, because I got in Thursday midday and patrolled with Knight and Nightingale. Then Friday during the day, Nightingale and I did a short patrol. And at night, I went on XJL patrol, which they cut short by ending at one thirty instead of 3. So I wasn't in sleep until, like, 2 in the morning and was up at, like, 6. Then didn't hope all day. Then the, the, uh, the barbecue, then the up for like half an hour in the concert, then patrol for the fifth time in three days. Got home at four in the morning. So I think the worst thing for me was that I didn't sleep for like the five days I was in San Diego. But and then you know I got home, I got back to North Carolina at six a.m. this morning. Wow. So that so that was a little rough, but but yeah. And like, if that's the only complaint that I didn't sleep enough, like that's a pretty good event for me. Yeah, I think Travis deal without sleeping. I think Travis just got in. Did you get in today, Travis? Yeah, we got into. Well, we we woke up and uh, 
we we stopped and did tattoos and such before coming in. Like we did the tattoos yesterday, and that took much longer than we thought it would. Getting a place and uh, and then getting through that process and then getting on the road. So we went through the night and drove home, but we got in this morning. Jeez, these people are insane. I mean, I got in at midnight last night, and I thought that was rough, but. Not to scare anybody away, Gustavo and, and um, Frost, if you're listening, and then uh, Spectre, if you're going to come out. This was probably the busiest hope we've ever had, and um, I blame myself for part of it because we, we've never had a benefit concert at night before. We have had karaoke parties at night, um, but there was a big XJL barbecue because it was the uh, 10th anniversary of the XJL. So, you know, it's like you're tired from hope. Then you get and you do the barbecue and you laugh some more and relax. And then the concert was just a couple hours after that and then a patrol. That's a lot for one. That's a big blinking. That's what she but said. It was fun. This was one of the funnest years. In that you think aspect. so? Did you have the... Well, see, that's cool. Have, you, this is you your know, fourth year. The, furnace, the, the air conditioning went out. And <laughs> so those, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Travis, you're breaking up. Travis, can you hear us? Can you, can you hear me? Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You were saying this was one of sorry, uh, even though the air conditioner this, no, this went out. This is one of the funnest years for me. It, but uh, it, you know, there was there was hitches, yeah. but it was still great. It was. Oh, plus the book signing was Friday night, so mm-hmm. you know. Like man, um, that this was a full. See, so those of you who who are listening right now who say, "God, I want to go." Um, the one thing I tried to do one year was to put a breakdown of how much it costs. You know, pretty much how much it costs per room in San Diego if you get it early, um, and how much a train ticket, plane ticket, and um, you know, driving would cost, plus your food expenses. Uh, I, I, one year I did a breakdown of that for any RLSH who were interested in going. And I'll do it again early this year because if you want to go, you got to start putting away those nickels and dimes now. But it's worth it. It's worth every freaking dollar you spend. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen the RLSH come out of the Project Hope event and the whole weekend going, uh, I yeah, I was really disappointed. It wasn't that great. The people were jerks. I think every single post by anyone who's ever attended has been those guys are awesome. I love them. I can't wait to do it again next year. So I was going to yeah, jump in though and just rewind there a second because Travis, you yeah. mentioned tattoos, right? And I, I, I just <laughs> got to go back to that. You guys got tattoos on the way to Project Hope because I, I need to know who, what, when, what it looks like. And because seriously, if I if I was in that boat, I would get tramp stamps with you guys. <laughs> yep, me too. Me yeah. too. We I got them on the way. Decided on our way home. Stamps. Let's do it. And they all say that's what she said. Ah, <laughs> ah, nice. Nice, Gustavo. Each of us have a word on it. One says that, the other says what, the other says she, the other says said. <laughs> yeah, we got to get that coordinated. <laughs> so so this was uh, this was Ted's first tattoo, right? It wasn't on the way to Hope, was mm-hmm. it, Trav? It was on the way, it was on no. the way out. This was yeah. on the way home because we wanted to hit the beach and, and goof off. We always block out a day to go to the beach and goof off. 
it's, a, it's our recharge time. We go, go, go around here. And so it's really nice to build that little bit of time in just to goof off and and have some, some bonding time with our team members. So we did it on the way home. We Before leaving, last thing, we stopped and did that before we hit the road to come back. Thank goodness I got the printer to work. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we wouldn't have uh, we would have had a rough time. I'd have been sketching by hand if we couldn't have got that to work. But uh, so we uh, Ted and I both did the uh, the logo, our legacy initiative logo. We both put that on us, and then uh, and Jen went another direction with what she wanted to do. But it was it was fun. It was I'm glad we did it. Nice, that's cool. You guys are kind of locked in now, though, right? You gotta you gotta stick around. I think we were locked in from day one. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't. I don't think it was That's ever viewed as being any other way. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, Specter. Like I said, you have some great questions. Did we? Uh, do you have any left for us about uh, any of this? I'm running stuff? low, but you know, my my biggest question is what's next? Because I know you know you guys in in San Francisco are looking to put together a project hope. I know there's, there's a few different kind of regional project hopes that have sprung off of this, mm-hmm. which. You know, as Razorhawk was saying last week, the whole goal with this was to be inspirational, not just to, you know, give a guy a backpack on on one day and, and, and a few protein bars. The, the goal was to inspire other people to keep this movement going, which which has obviously been a success if, if you're, you're starting to pick up that uh, that baton locally. So what, what's the deal with uh, Hope San Francisco? The Hope San Francisco is this weekend. As a matter of fact, it's this Saturday. Because there was a hope, you're right, this is the third Hope event this year. There was Hope Chicago, which went really well from the way I, uh, the posts look. And then, you know, San Diego, of course. And then Project Hope San Francisco is Saturday. And we're going out to, um, God, we've taken you there before, Specter Civic Center, you know, where there's just a ton of um, homeless people hanging out out there by the um, – the train BART station, it's called, um, and you can easily, easily hand out a couple of hundred backpacks over there and still not have enough for for anybody. And it's sad because, like a lot of these other homeless areas, there's opulence. You know, the Opera House, the the Civic Center, and everything is right there. And you can see people wearing their finery. Seriously, you can wear see people wearing black tie formal wear, um, walking past all these little homeless camps right there. So it's, we're bringing our bags there, and afterwards we're going to have a, a picnic and karaoke that night. See? You musicians, you should be out here. Because, you know, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. Um, oh, that reminds me. Uh I had something that Jack Renate uh, wanted to um, to say because he's like I said he's on a bus right now he's 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 like me I'm I'm a little afraid of flying I'll do it you know but I'm not crazy about it he just won't do it if he doesn't have to especially by himself so he's on a bus home and he wanted me to let people know uh, I said do you want me to read anything on air and he said. Could you let everyone know that I had a great successful event and that I would love to give props to all involved? Also, my regrets for not being in San Francisco and that I hope folks listening can join you. Much love and respect to everyone who was there. I miss you all greatly. 
and then breaks into tears because that's what I'm doing right now. Love you guys. Um, and he does. When he says he breaks into tears, I've seen him tear up because this is a big thing for him. And uh, he really didn't want to leave. Was it yesterday? Yeah. No, it was Sunday. Two days ago. Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, right. two days ago. I I was telling him, we're going to kidnap you. We're going to just keep you. You know, people always make those threats. And I went, we are actually going to keep you here. We're going to say you missed your bus, and then you can hang out with us. And he goes, just do it, please. You know, and I, and I got the feeling that if I said, okay, we're not taking you to your bus, that he wouldn't have. He, he loves his family, though. He does want to get home to them. But other than that, I, I have a feeling that he would have easily missed a bus or a train to stay long, longer. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, from, from what you were saying at the beginning, we were kind of joking about the whole hope hangover thing. And, you know, whenever whenever I personally work on these these big projects, whether it's, you know, some of the homeless outreach, whether it's something like the Warrior Dash for St. Jude's or whatever it is that we're doing, there's right. always a point where you think, my God, is this over? Is this over for another year? Like, And, and there's kind of a half a sense of relief of, oh, my God, we survived this and we came out the other end and we did something good and that's great. But on the other hand, I always feel like just a slight tinge of, really, it's, it's over. Like, you know, do I really have to wait another year to do this again? And you know, for me, that that's kind of one of the benefits of being able to do something like Hope on a regional level, and, and uh, you know, be able to keep keep the thing rolling uh, outside of the, the you know the the big the big event in San, in San Diego. You know, that's exactly it. I felt th- there's that sadness because, like I said, let's face it, real-life superheroes, where, where do we find other people like us to do big things with? You know, seriously, they're not everywhere Ah, uh, that was a tie. That was pretty good. Um, jerks. But- I can't myself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's, what <I'm> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Very good. See once it starts. Okay, stop, stop, bug. Okay, <laughs> God. But I'm saying one of the things that, that one of the reasons we feel this way is, like I said, where do we? We're among our peers. We're among our brethren, and people understand us. They understand the costume problem. They understand the the struggle to, you know, be aware and to um, try to help anybody who's within eyesight. You know, it's it's they get it. And when you leave them, then it's back to regular world where people may not understand just what the hell you're trying to do and how you're trying to, I don't know, serve the world. So, well, it's that was really like a big thing for me because, you know, I have like a few guys I work with out here who started because I started it. So I've never really been able to work with other, especially more experienced real life superheroes before. So going out to be with the FCL, which I'm a member of, but I've never actively met in person was that was one of the major things that drove me to go to hope. I mean, I really wanted to go to hope anyways. I heard about it. It's awesome. But the fact that it was in San Diego is what made me like, all right, this is what's going to happen. Like, cause I've, you know, I got, I finally got to be with, with the team I'm on. And that, right. and that to me, that was a huge deal. And then, um, you know, I like, and not only was I there with the team, I got uh, my official patch, I got uh, my my badge. Uh, uh, Razor Hawk was there for that. Doc Mystery was there for that. Like that was really cool. That not only was the team there, but like all these people that I had gotten the chance to meet over the past year were there. So like, 
it, I, I went from essentially feeling very, feeling very alone out in North Carolina to being surrounded, and it was awesome. Yeah. By the way, congratulations on that. I, I wish we'd been there for the, the patching. Right. Right. We, this Thank is you. like last year. We got to last year and the year before. I think we got to go out and patrol, and and one year previous, but. So out of the six years, three years, we've got a patrol. We wanted to that night, but after the concert and we had to break everything down, it just, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm not, like I went with Night and Nightingale and we were, we had to like stop the coffee. Like we were tired before patrol even started. Oh yeah. No kidding. Oh, by the uh, way. I, and our, we weren't our, uh, playing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Can you imagine? We were pretty freaking exhausted. In the, by the way, in the um, um, chat room, Geek Pile Radio, thanks for being on there, said that I heard Vector and Travis want to build a Soundwave cosplay with built-in speakers for next year. Oh hell yes! Can you see? Can you see Soundwave? Oh my God, walking around with us. That would be, uh, you know, anything I can do to help facilitate that. I'm, I'm so there. I'm a big she Soundwave said. fan. Oh, man. But, yeah, that, that's, that's a great idea, Geek Pile. Uh, oh, gosh. We're down to 25 minutes? Really? How do we do that? How do we do that? Dang it. Magic. Well, Spectre, anything else you want to ask us about that? Uh, I don't know. You guys, are, you guys are bleeding me dry. I'm kind of half tempted to just dive into the whole cosplay topic because I, I'm literally, I'm uh, like Travis, I'm sat here in my own basement with two half-finished Ghostbusters proton packs on my floor, but I'm not I'm not even going to go there because I could never whoa, stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you are. You already, okay, you got to go there. Two half-finished proton, Ghostbusters proton packs. So you're building these. And and where you, I assume you're going to a con with them. Yeah, we got in two weeks. So we're going to a Connecticut Comic Con. We, my, my wife and I are going as as actually I'm going as Ray Stance and she's going as Egon Spengler. Um, it was the real Ghostbusters cartoon version with the white streak in the hair. Whoa. And um, so we're building right. completely from scratch realistic products. Excuse me. Yeah. Does the EPA uh, know they're in your basement? <laughs> Um, the the real piece de resistance so is going to be we've actually bought for one of my kids to go in a lawn ornament uh, eight foot tall uh, inflatable Stay Puft Marshmallow Man which we're converting into a wearable suit and uh, oh, yeah. God. it could be fun it could be a lot of fun wow that's that's can we talk a little bit more about Ghostbusters for just a minute am I still yeah. on Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe all this harsh criticism against Leslie Jones. Have you heard about this? Uh, against against who? Which one? Leslie Jones and the new one. Oh, it's, it's bad. Like the criticism. Uh, I mean, it's really bad. What are they saying? Well, you can imagine they're saying some pretty nasty stuff. You know, a lot of racist crap. You don't know, sexist crap. All against her and no one else. Wow. You know, you know, I, I must say, though, I, for me, I, and I don't want to turn this into a movie review show, but for me, I, I actually, one of my biggest criticisms of the new Ghostbusters movie was 
I was always a little disappointed in the original Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2 that you had these smart, sciencey guys who are all white, and then you had this sassy black guy who turns up who doesn't really know anything about science, and he's just there for a steady paycheck. And, you know, through two movies, they, they couldn't break that mold. And to me, that was a little tired in the 80s. And, and seeing that same model portrayed in this day and age was like, really? You know, we couldn't do better than that? It, it just, to me, it just seemed like a bit of a broken mold at that point. So that, uh, you know, I haven't seen the movie, but hearing that, yeah, I, I think it would have been great to give Leslie, because Leslie is, is beautiful, she's funny. I think that if they would have given her, because uh, like I said, I haven't seen it, but if they made her just the sassy one, why can't she be sassy and brainy too? You know what I mean? You're right. Why why are they going with the same thing that it's all the other characters who know what they're doing, but, but she's just kind of there for comedy relief. Yeah, I mean, honestly, she, she acted the hell out of that. She killed that role uh, much better than mm-hmm. Bimbo's secretary Thor did. But um, oh. <laughs> she she killed that role. But, you know, to me, the script writing was, was just really, you couldn't have thought of something better than that, you know. Uh, but, yeah, Leslie's awesome. I just I think the criticism against her, you know, I think we're finding, not that we want to turn this political, but I think we're finding this year that racism has a voice that's, not being very quiet, not being, you know, as as hidden as it used to be. It's just coming out and and using the the social media to, as it as its soapbox. So for me, it's it's people who yeah, have nothing better to do than criticize her for her color. You know, I, I'm just like, I don't swear on this show, but fuck you. You know, sorry. That's that's the one thing that I'll say to that is is people know I I get very I, don't get me started. I get very passionate about um, racism and uh, um, sexism, et cetera. So. Yeah, I think, I think we kind of we need to build a wall, put all the racists behind the wall, and we're going to make those racists pay for that wall. I don't know. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Did I what? I'm sorry. I'm just getting over the whole. Uh, you don't normally swear on this show. I don't. Uh, are you? Yeah, I was. I was thinking the same thing, Doug. <laughs> You're my wife. I had the same thought. You know what? I, I okay. I'll take it back. Let me let me rephrase. I don't. I swear, but I barely drop f bombs on this show because it's just you know it's okay. Just you know, screw you. Guys. That's Zero's job. <laughs> I, I think this is a slippery slope now, Rock. I think I think we're on the, the the road to hell at this point. I think next show you're going to be uh, I don't know. You're going to be bringing your hose. You're going to be doing drugs so. on the show. I think this, this is, is in my this home, is the beginning you know, of the end. That's it. <laughs> Somebody's gonna call and go, "You kiss your pimp with that mouth," and I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, that's pretty much it." So, yeah, I just, I just, <laughs> hey, remember when Heroes One Hundred and One used to be a positive thing? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, you know, I got that hope hangover. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of punchy and loopy right now, so I'm just gonna shut up for a little while. <laughs> no, really, I am. You guys say something. <laughs> wow, we gotta say something smart. Impact, we need you. Why are you looking at me to say stuff smart? Have you met me? I agree. That's what she said. (laughs) I think we're going to know the exact moment when the show started going downhill. (laughs) That's what she said. Oh, God. Somewhere around a month ago when I first came on. Right? Exactly. Uh, okay, wait, wait. So I do have to plug um, the San Francisco Hope. So if if people are listening, because 
Blog Talk Radio says we've got over 40,000 listens, so out of you 40,000, someone has got to um, live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Guess what? If you want to reprimand me for dropping an F-bomb on the air, you can do that in person this Saturday at Civic Center in San Francisco at 10 o'clock in the morning. We're going to be out there, dude. We're going to be out there. We're going to have tons of – it's a good time to get me because my hands will be full of backpacks and stuff. And my attention will probably be on a homeless person. So, you know, <laughs> look, I'm inviting people. They're coming I know. That's a genuine. That's terrible. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. And really, don't take my kindness for, you know, unawareness. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, but, yeah, it would be you, great. You, you kind of anti-plugged earlier on. You were just talking about something else, and then you just skimmed past. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we had the book signing. And, and uh I, I've got to ask, Rook, what, what book is this that, that uh, there was a book? Oh, shit. <laughs> ah. What is so, this? Okay, okay, okay. All right. You know what? This is, and, and, and if you're an RLSH listening, I'm going to, I say it every time I go somewhere now. I got the book signing wherever. I wrote this book, but I didn't write it by myself. I've been paying attention to the RLSH community, and I've been polling, for those of you who paid attention to my post, I keep asking questions and trying to get everyone's responses um, about things like, do you carry weapons and why? Or what training do you have? Or what do you, things like that. And, and after years of watching and listening and speaking to other RLSH, uh, I took everybody's, uh, well, not everybody's. I took most of the the consensus there and um, put it together in a book called um, A True Origin Story, How to Be a, a Real-Life Superhero in 12 Steps. And in that book, you know, because you're going, what the hell? No, this is It's not a metaphor, too. That's one thing I said at the at the book signing. This isn't a metaphor. It isn't, oh, superhero as in really good person. No, as in superhero let me bust out my costume you know what's that superhero as in gamma radiation as in gamma radiation as in we hope to get bit by a radioactive spider that's you know that's all i'm saying Um, but oh god bug somebody get bug off of the uh that's a really bad that's just i I want to know what she wants to do with that spider Oh, good Lord. Um, Anyway, I was saying that uh, uh, this book, you know, and I tell people who aren't real-life superheroes, of course, and it is for real-life superheroes, but for people who are, um, you know, it teaches you how to to begin your superhero journey with little or no money or superpowers. You don't have to have – see, that's the misconception. People think, oh, i got to have money for a badass costume, or I have to have a big team. No, you don't. Travis and Ted started off with two people, right, Trav? And he is Sorry, working on his stuff. Yeah, I know. I don't, so did uh, so did Nightbook. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you you guys started I'm, off with I'm, two I'm here, people. No, no, no. I know yeah, you're uh, We started off. There was uh, there was nine people in the room, and of those nine, two are left. But uh, they right. those those nine have right. since been replaced with. Uh, oh, probably. I'm gonna. I haven't looked at the roster for a long time, but. About 750-ish. But, yeah, like, we started off with just nothing but a dream, just an idea. And that's all you need. If you're resourceful and you're you're dedicated to, to what you want to do, 
you're going to find a way and things are going to happen. You don't, you're not really Batman. You don't need this massive trust fund bankroll to get out there and fund this. Right. Just be creative. Just be creative. If anyone wants to go out and do this alone, if you ever want to go out and do it alone with no money, talk to me. I got really good at it. Because I'm generally alone and have zero money. Thank you. You don't need. That's what she said. Bug. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm almost. I'm gonna drug bug for the next session. But, um, That's what she said. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, and and then, and with that, you know, it's also a book on how to determine your mission. Because some people go, "What do I do? Am I gonna pick up needles? Am I gonna go on patrols? Am I gonna do homeless outreaches?" So it helps to kind of figure out what what do I want to do, and then how to choose your superhero persona. Because that's a tough one. A lot of people ask for advice on that. What should I name myself? Don't ask anybody else. That's that's your thing. You have to figure out what matters to you. You know, and how to network with the community. The book also, you know, tells you. It, it gives suggestions on what gear to carry and why, and, and definitely how to work with your local law enforcement or community emergency teams. You know, and and lots more. So I took all the information that I I heard about, learned about in these past six years, six plus. In, oh, wow. In August, it's going to be... Actually, in August, it's going to be August exactly it'll be five years. Six years total, RLSH stuff. So um, then after that, you know, I, I thought, well, I wanted to know about this when I when I first started, and there was, there was no one to talk to other than, you know, you, you have to glean what you can from everybody you talk to, the real-life superhero community, but there was no one place uh, to go other than, you know, chat rooms and, and uh, what are they, forums where people were arguing all the time and putting each other down. And there's a lot of that still going on. So yeah. I wrote this book you be- up, because uh, I thought... You end up trying to create teams and, and uh, everybody you meet right. is a 20-year-old ninja Lange, a ninja, ninja Lange? Right. ninja Lange who's been uh, apparently <laughs> been studying Kung Fu for 40 years out of their 20s. Right, even... Even yeah. though they're, yeah, I was just going to say, even though they're, you know, what, not 17 years old or such. So, yeah, the book, you know, you can take it. It is not the end-all, be-all, and I've said that, too. It, um, you know, some things, like, I thought we were the only ones who had taken Citizen Police Academy because I did poll. I asked the RLSH community a few times, has anyone else ever taken this? No one's ever taken it. I did find out that one other person had, but it was years ago, and it was Razorhawk. So he actually had taken Citizen Police Academy, but... um yeah, the book is is just there as a beginning, as a as a jump off point. You know, take take whatever you read there and, and drop what you don't like, and you know, use what you do. But it's all in one place. So that book, like I said, you can find that. All you have to do is Google a true origin story, how to be a real life superhero in twelve steps. It's a long title, but whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to be a superhero, you can Google a title, and we'll put a link up. So, yeah, I had a book signing. But I am going to be uh, doing a book tour starting in September, probably coming to a town near you. So, you know, uh, if you want me, it's, it's September is my birthday. And so if uh, anybody wants me to put their town on my book tour, I, I literally will try to uh, take my birthday money and, and travel there. So there you go. There's wow, I might hold you to that. I'm dead serious. So I might hold I don't you get to that. 
yeah, I don't get to go to Hawaii this year. So um, I'm like, well, the money we were saving up to go to Hawaii, I guess I can just go around and, and uh, hang out with some real-life superheroes. That is not a bad consolation birthday prize, I tell you. Okay. <laughs> now I, <laughs> I have I have talked my throat raw. So, um, ah, bug, jeez, dude. <laughs> and he's smirking here like it's really funny. To I only have so many samples. I know. I know. We Thank lost, you. We lost a lot Thank of you blog talk. Blog talk radio. Oh, you know, did it lose our intro samples from all our cool people? Yeah, I can re-upload them. Oh, but. thank God. Did you know that, Spectre? Blog Talk Radio lost almost all of our samples. I know. It did, our, our right? Sound yeah, yeah, right? God. Watch, now they're going to they're gonna do it even more. I was going to say, now, they're, now you're going to lose all the rest. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Talking about how much we love Blog Talk Radio, um, <laughs> so we... If you're listening to the show now and thinking, God, these guys have run dry. They've got nothing left. They're just rambling on and, and going nowhere. And, and you, you're right. You're absolutely right. But we have some interesting stuff coming up. We're actually going to do – I don't know whether we missed the boat on this one, but uh, we're going to do a Pokemon-related show for those uh, those Pokey fans out there, all the people who hate it. It's kind of a show for both of you. Um, exactly. Exactly. You know, hopefully it'll still be around by then. The servers won't just have melted down, and uh, everyone will have forgotten it by then and been on to the next thing. Um, we're doing. We've got a few, you know, a few serious ones as well. We're doing. Uh, we're actually interviewing some local charities. We've got some uh, some some good charity groups that we're uh, we're actually going to be pre-recording some shows with them and, uh, and then playing them back live with us uh, talking crap over the top. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like and Mystery you know, Science Theater 2000, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? And soon, Rock will be heading to New York, and after that, I will be heading to San Francisco. And that that's always a, a fairly um, bad thing. It's like crossing the streams if I go back to Ghostbusters for a second. Oh, it's totally, dude. It's totally crossing. Last year, you guys, when Spectre came out here, oh, my God, what did we do? It's like as soon as you stepped off of the plane, what did we have you do? Not only did you have your, your conference to go to that you do here every year, um, with Oracle and stuff, we we had you doing a lupus walk for charity in Golden Gate Park. Um, we had you doing a street boutique outreach, which was fairly quickly broken up by the police, you know, because they didn't want us giving out clothing and such. We love them. And then after that, like almost the same night, we had um, a concert. That one was, was that a benefit to you? I don't know. It was packed. That was the that East Bay was... Scream Fest, wasn't it, that we did? That's so. right. We, uh, we were the only band playing the East Bay Scream Fest, and it was it was amazing. It was a sold-out crowd. So, yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, my, my uh, co-host sings like a mofo, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. Uh, that's right. <laughs> But we're doing that again this year. But I don't know, Spectre, if you're going to be out here, we're doing we're doing another show in uh, on on Halloween night at one of the oh. premier clubs here. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's a Halloween party. It's 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 the uh, premier jazz club of the San Francisco area. But they they don't just have jazz. They have like everything because we're not jazz. So yeah. Anyway, I'm just putting that out there, and we'll advertise it later. Yeah, yeah you know how much I like to be there. So I'll uh, if I can, I will. Yep. 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 Uh, so guys, he's right. We're rambling now because we've covered everything. So, (laughs) 
Anyone else? Uh, oh, we got. I just got a text from Doctor uh, Doctor Mystery. That was another uh, uh, virgin, as you will, uh, if you will, uh, that came to Project Hope. And I got to give him credit. He wore all black. You know what? Take your call. Is is is? Hold on. Two seconds. Is this you, Doctor Mystery? If you can hear Dr. me, Doctor You know what? You Ooh. know why we didn't take your call? Because you're supposed to press the one. To let us know that you want to talk, we because sometimes we have people calling in, and they just want to listen in, and so they won't press one on their keypad to let us know that they want us to take the call. But now that we know, since you texted me, hello, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? I don't know. I, I think not pressing one is a lot more mysterious. Right. Very. Right. Right. Hello. Doctor Mystery. He's only been in the real life superhero community for one month. And he got, I told him he got the full immersion weekend by coming to Project Hope this weekend because he did everything that was going on that weekend. In fact, I think you're the one person that did do everything. You did the book signing event on Friday night. You did Project Hope on Saturday. You did the barbecue. You did the concert. And then you did the the patrol. So you did all five events for that. And I'm still recovering from it, yeah. Told you, told you. It's a whole hangover. So, yeah, Spectre, we've, yeah. got, um, we've got five yeah. minutes. Let's give him a couple minutes to tell us what he thought of the whole thing, shall we? Yeah, shall we? please do. Yeah. Well, first off, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay, good. There's a lot good. of talk over. Um, well, uh, yeah, I uh, I had a fantastic time. Um, I felt, you know, just, just this, this feeling of just having done so much for so many people. And uh, it wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Uh, so want to keep on doing it here in my area, uh, in northern Los Angeles County. And I want to keep doing it uh, every year that you have it going. I'm going to do it. Yep. I told you, people who go, they want to come back and do it again. It's It's a feeling unlike no other. It's that camaraderie on a major scale that you can't find. Um, unless you have a big giant, you know, gathering of your own superheroes. So, yeah, Doc, by the way, Doc Mystery, I got to give you props because you're the one hero that was out there wearing all black, including a black cape and a black hat, and and yet you didn't pass out and die from heat exhaustion. That looks pretty good Um, doing it. Well, uh, it might be because it was actually a bit cooler than what I'm used to. uh, For people who aren't familiar with me, my territory uh, in the summer, it can get up to about 115, 116. Uh, oh, oh dry my God. Heat. So, so I'm, yeah. I'm rather used to the hotter temperatures. Good. Doesn't mean I like Great. it. <laughs> if we ever have trouble in a volcano, we're calling you. Right. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually uh, quite happy with my flowy cape. Did pretty well. No, your cape was... It was pretty rad. That that worked out really well. So let me ask you guys this. Uh, do you guys want to bring family next time? Anyone? Really quick, because I, I think I do. I think I want to bring more family next time. Uh, I'm going to keep trying. You know, I have my family here. They follow what yeah. I do, but they haven't been involved yet. So yes, yeah. I'm going to keep working on them. I know. Uh, it was actually Michael. Go ahead. I was going to say, so my girlfriend actually almost came out 
Um, she couldn't get a, a flight out for cheap enough because she was buying a ticket after a little bit after I bought mine. But she had considered coming out for it. So hopefully, nice. and, I, and she's listening right now in like the next term. So hopefully she'll come next time. Hint, hint. Um, oh hell yeah! That's what she said. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Are we still doing that? That one was good. That one was good. That was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, I, yeah, I, I yeah. actually just started listening about 10 minutes ago, so I don't know if you covered this already. I'm going to go back and listen to the whole thing. Um, any word on that music video? Oh, yeah. It's up. Yeah. Vortex put it up. Oh, it, it, he put it up? Sweet. i got to watch it. There's a music I, video. I'm specter. pretty sure I saw it online before I called in. I, I okay. mean, I didn't watch it, but I saw it. All right. We're going to have to, Spectre, I'm going to link you to it. That one guy, and I know we've only got a minute and a half, so I'm going to give it back to Spectre after this. But one, one guy there, one RLSH uh, XJL member, Vortex, he, he made a rap song because he's, he's actually a really cool rapper. But he made a song, and then he made some of us dance to this while his friend videoed, and he edited it down to a uh, music video. So I'll give you the – it's pretty hilarious. Um, okay. Yeah, but we've got – we are uh, 90 seconds out, so I'm going to turn this over to Spectre uh, to take us out before Block Talk cuts us off. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, I guess uh, the the biggest thing I've got to say is thank you to everyone. So we've had a ton of great people in the chat room. We've had Geek Power Radio, as as usual, um, who are always our regulars and always uh, strong supporters. Thanks to everyone who's dialed in. And, man, I'm going to forget names here, but uh, we've obviously had Doc Mystery. We've had, uh, we've had Travis. We've had Robert Frost. We've had Impact. And, oh, I'm uh, getting – I think no, you got I, Travis. Yeah, Travis. You got Gustavo. Gustavo, yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you, Gustavo, you as well. <laughs> nice talking to you guys. And we will be back uh, next week again, I believe, with uh, with another show that may be slightly more Pokemon in nature, and you've got to catch uh, all of our shows or something. Right. So, nice. <laughs> thank you, everyone. We love you guys to bits, and we'll see you next week. Same, t- same bat time, same bat channel. Love Thanks, you guys. Have a good one. Be your own hero. Woo! Good night. Good night. Woo! That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said.